Hello, and welcome to the Reselling Report podcast for today, Friday, July 17th, 2020. I'm your host, Ann Eckhart, and every weekday I upload the Reselling Report to update you on the day's retail and e-commerce news, including the latest from eBay, Amazon, Etsy, and Poshmark. Whether you're listening on YouTube or your favorite podcast site, make sure you're subscribed. And now let's get on with today's show. Well, happy Friday, everyone. Whew, made it through another week. <laughs> Not sure what your weekend looks like if you're going to be out sourcing. Um, I don't know that I will be going anywhere, to be honest with you. There is an estate sale, but I'm thinking, do I really want to go? Not so much. Of course, the coronavirus is the top story, continues to be here in the U.S. and across the world, um, although U.S. is a major hotspot right now. Um, retailers are now finally just deciding to stop waiting for the government to issue mask mandates, and they're doing it themselves. And we talked yesterday about how Walmart uh, has now decided that starting on the 20th, all customers at Walmart and Sam's Club stores will be required to wear masks. And I suspected that once they opened that door, other retailers would follow. And I was right. Target and CVS have followed suit, now requiring masks, and they join Kroger and Kohl's, which after um, Walmart announced the mask mandate, they have followed suit. So I think we shall continue to see the major retailers start to require masks. Best Buy is another one that is requiring customers to wear masks. So I'm personally happy Target is doing this because that's where I normally shop. I do shop at Sam's Club, but normally just for regular groceries and stuff, I do go to Target because we have Super Target and I feel much better now knowing that masks will be mandated. Yesterday, we talked about how ThreadUp is quickly becoming a new reselling site. I'm seeing more and more people utilizing ThreadUp for their reselling business, not just sending items that haven't sold on their own or they don't want to list, but also sourcing directly for ThreadUp. Well, one of my longtime YouTube friends messaged me, and I always say your name wrong. I don't know if you pronounce it Nadia or Nadia Ramos. You know who you are, and I apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mispronounced your first name. I always forget how you pronounce it. But she messaged me and let me know about another site called swap.com. Now, they also um, sell thrifted items that people can sign. And what's interesting is they also include some other categories, such as toys and games, sports and outdoor, movies and books, and home decor. So some other things that obviously you can't submit to up because ThreadUp is just now um, clothing, shoes, and handbags. They don't even take jewelry anymore. So I will link swap.com in the show notes if you want to go over and check them out. I think this is really cool. Now, most of you know, and I talked about this yesterday, I normally send things over to my local consignment store, but sales have really been slow there as more people are just choosing to stay home right now. So yeah, this is another option. So I'll definitely be looking into swap.com and you can let me know if it's a site you've shopped from or consigned with uh, in the past. Lots of eBay news today, so let's get straight into it. You may have already gotten the notice from eBay about their insertion fee update and it looks like it's good news. eBay is increasing the monthly zero insertion fees listings for most sellers starting on October 1st. So they have an entire uh, section on their site set up for this. It says, what is changing? Free listing promotions that we announced in spring 2020 were received enthusiastically by eBay sellers and proved to be a powerful and effective selling tool in the challenging COVID-19 environment. We want to help you keep this positive momentum going. 
on August 1st, 2020, we'll update our selling fees with permanent free monthly fixed price and auction listings so you can continue to introduce, test, and sell new inventory. These changes will be available to all eBay sellers and you don't need to take any action. The number of additional monthly zero insertion listings sellers will receive are determined by their eBay store subscription levels. Sellers who have been invited and signed up for managed payments will receive additional monthly zero insertion fee listings in select categories. So I initially thought, oh, free listing on eBay all day long. No, even though that's kind of what they start off saying, there's catches. Okay, so the free monthly zero insertion fee listings starting on October 1st are for non-store, starter sell, starter store, and basic store subscribers. So non-stores, you get 50 auction or fixed price listings now. You will get bumped up to 200 auction or fixed price listings. If you have a starter store, you'll get an additional 100, you already, I'm sorry, you get 100 auction or fixed price listings. You will now get 250 auction or fixed price listings with your price. And a basic store, you now get 250. Uh, that will be moved to 350 in the fixed price listings. 250 will remain for auctions and in fashion and collectibles. Now, if you're in managed payments and you have a store subscription of a basic premium anchor enterprise, which I think most of us here, that's what we have. Here's where we're going to see some changes. Right now, the basic store and you're in managed payments. You're getting 250 fixed price, and 250 auction. Starting August 1st, you will get 10,000 fixed price listings in select categories, 350 fixed price listings in all categories, and 250 auction in fashion and collectibles stay the same. Premium stores. Right now, we get 1,000 fixed price listings in all categories with 500 auctions in fashion and collectibles. After August 1st, premium stores, that's what I have, 50,000 fixed price listings in select categories, still say 1,000 fixed price listings in all categories, and the 500 auction in fashion and collectibles stays the same. So we're looking at as it is now and how it will be. For me, I will get 50,000 fixed price listings, but only in select categories. So that's still like what's going on. Anchor stores, you now get 10,000 fixed price listings. You will get bumped up to 75,000 fixed price listings in select categories with your other levels staying the same, 10,000 fixed price in all, 1,000 auction in fashion and collectibles. And then you have an enterprise store. Right now you get 100,000 fixed price listings in all categories. That will be moved, um, or I'm sorry, it will stay the same for all categories, but you'll get an additional 100,000 fixed price listings in select categories. So what are these select categories that we're going to get these bonus fixed price listings for? Well, they are sports cards um, and memorabilia. They are collectible card games under toys and hobbies, collectibles, music, books, DVDs and movies, stamps, video games and consoles, video games specifically, crafts, and party supplies. So no clothing. So I'm a premium store. Again, a thousand price fixed listings in all categories. So that if I were growing my store, let's say, here's the example. I could use that 1000 fixed price for my clothing. And then I'm assuming anything else that I list collectibles is usually where I list most other stuff, but also home and garden and crafts. Those would fall under the additional 
50,000 free fixed price listings in select categories. How will they differentiate this is what I would like to know. Let's say you list 2,000 items. Okay, I'm listing 2,000 items in my store, my premium store. 1,000 are clothing, 1,000 are crafts, let's just say. Will eBay note that, that my clothing listing should fall under the all categories and that the crafts should be in the select categories? I'm not sure. Can we trust eBay to make that distinction? We shall see. Now, there is a, an FAQ section under these uh, new fee structures. So first question, what do I need to do to take advantage of the monthly zero insertion fee listings change? You don't need to take any action. Starting August 1st, you can start using your free monthly listing benefits. However, if you are not already signed up for managed payments and want to take advantage of the monthly zero insertion fee listings change in the select categories, you need to sign up for managed payments. If you sign up for managed payments after August 1st, it may take up to three days for the listings change to become visible on your account. Insertion fees incurred in select categories during this period will be credited back within 30 days. Okay, so we note that. Next question. Do I need to end my current listings to benefit from the monthly zero fee listings change? No. Listings created through July 31st will be covered by the current promotion. Listings renewing on or after August 1st will be covered with these new free listings. Your current listings will automatically renew and insertion fees will not apply until you have used your full monthly zero insertion fee listings. Next question, why do the zero insertion fee monthly listings only apply to a select number of categories? This is what I'm most interested in. Answer, we carefully evaluated seller feedback to our recent listings promotions and saw an overwhelmingly positive response in these categories. Our sellers brought relevant inventory that buyers were searching for in these categories. We want to make it easy for sellers to continue to bring inventory that our buyers are searching for, and we decide to make these changes permanent. We'll continue to monitor the response and make adjustments as we identify new opportunities to improve this benefit. Next question, will I receive the additional monthly zero insertion fee listings in select categories for managed payments if I'm not yet signed up for managed payments? Answer, no. You need to get into the managed payments to get this. Now here, I have registered. They keep telling me I'm in the queue or they're reviewing, but I'm not yet in. But we still have two weeks for the month. We'll see. Uh, next question, why aren't you changing the monthly zero uh, fee listings for auction listings in select categories. And it says auction listing is a premium listing format and we're not changing the fees there. Use the auction listing format when you don't know the true value of your item and want the market to determine it. Use the fixed price listing format when you're confident about an item's value and require a certain price. And finally, is eBay planning any other changes to the monthly zero insertion fees? We aren't planning any additional changes at this time but we're always evaluating the benefit to ensure that it aligns with the best interests of our buyers and sellers. So again, the free listings that you currently are getting with your basic premium anchor enterprise store remain as they have been, but we're getting these additional listings in select categories. So again, I'm premium. I've got my 1,000 fixed price listings in all categories. After August 1st, I will get 50,000 free listings in select categories. And those categories are sports trading cards, collectible card games, which doesn't make sense. I wonder if they just, why isn't it all toys and hobby, but they put collectible card games. Anyway, 
collectibles, music, books, DVDs and music, stamps, video games, crafts, and party supplies. So not clothing for those extra listings, but these others. So you can let me know what you think about that. I'm sure we will be hearing a lot more about this in the coming weeks because even though eBay puts an entire page and writes everything out, even I am still confused. (laughs) And yeah, really wish clothing was part of that extra um, listing because I know a lot of people have a lot of clothing listings on eBay and that would certainly be helpful. But again, depending on your store level, you still will have some coverage with clothing, but not Um, those additional that we have been getting. So in July, you had that extra 50,000 listings. So if you were doing clothing and you were listing over a thousand, if you were a premium store, it was covered. It won't be that starting August 1st. So if you have a lot of clothing listings, you'll need to make some decisions um, how you want to list after next month. Sticking with eBay, of course, we are all still confused about managed payments. As I said, I have registered, I've been verified, but I'm not yet in. Um, July 15th has come and gone when we were told we had to be in, but yet it's still not active. I'm still in PayPal as of the recording of this show. So there is an active thread of the community uh, chat that they do every week. And there's a commenter who wrote, so eBay is well aware of the managed payment deadline, yet they can't seem to manage to have enough support staff. Why is it that eBay continues to hide behind the pandemic excuse, yet sellers are expected to keep trucking along like everything is normal? My understanding is that there's no extensions for us, yet your managed payment team lacks the bodies to do their job. So response from the eBay team said, I'm not sure what you're referring to in regards to the pandemic. Well, it's because you gave us all these extra listings because of the pandemic, I think. Anyway, um, but I can confirm that recently our managed payments team have experienced an incredibly high increase in call volume which has led to long wait times, sometimes exceeding six hours, and resulted in us having to shut off the option to call us or have us call you at times. This is something we have had to do from time to time for various topics. Again, they have done this during the pandemic when they laid off call center employees, uh, with the number of calls for that topic result is excessive wait times. Obviously, we strive to maintain staffing at a level that meets the needs of our customers, and we are working to address the spikes in volume at this time. We appreciate your patience while we support our community through this transition and recommend that you continue to check the related help page for your question to see available contact options. So I've heard from some sellers who feel like maybe they just put their store on vacation until managed payments get sorted out because are we just all going to wake up one morning and whoop, we're in managed payments, but yet there's some sort of glitch. People can't pay. Or maybe they paid the night before. This is my thing. They're going to pay the night before in PayPal. I wake up. Now I'm in managed payments. I don't know. It, it just makes me nervous. And I thought like, okay, is it going to be July 15th? We're all in. Apparently not. Now we're inching toward the ends of the month. Is this all going to be done at once? I, I don't know. eBay has so many sellers and I know they have been trying to spread out putting people in, but I'm starting to feel like they should have spread it out more um, because now suddenly a lot of us are in the July group and not really sure what's going to happen with that. So that's fun. Um, And in one more piece of eBay news, of course, we have all been following the case of the six former eBay employees who have been arrested and charged with cyber-stalking, the e-commerce Bytes blog couple. Uh, We did find out that a seventh employee was arrested, and there is more information about uh, that arrest. This is over on the SV Voice, which is the Silicon Valley Voice website, and an article titled, Good Plan, Brian, Second Retired Santa Clara Cop Indicted an eBay Harassment Scheme. Now, this is that seventh employee that we've talked about. Um, 
So good plan and cover, Brian. That is what an eBay international security executive and retired Santa Clara Police Sergeant Phil Cook texted to co-conspirator Brian Gilbert in August of 2019 on the plan to mislead police and FBI agents investigating a harassment campaign against Massachusetts newsletter publishers after posting articles critical of former eBay CEO Devin Wenig's leadership. Cook was charged last week in criminal conspiracy in which six other eBay security executives, including retired SCPD Captain Brian Gilbert, were charged in June. Last week, U.S. Attorney Andrew Lelling named Cook as Supervisor 1, who appears in the complaint and other documents in the case. Although Cook didn't do any of the dirty work himself, he's alleged to have been involved in every aspect of the conspiracy, from the harassing tweets and messages directed at the victims to generating ideas for a series of creatively revolting deliveries, including live cockroaches and pornography, to physically stalking the victims, to the attempted cover-up in which the pair discussed using Santa Clara police officers. Case documents allege that Cook and Gilbert were central to strategizing the cover-up. The cover-up began in mid-August when the schemers got wind of the police investigation. In the course of strategizing about ways to mislead the investigation by creating phony persons of interest and pretending to insist the police, Cook sent the memorable good plan Brian text. Copy all. Good plan and cover, Brian. Important to be convincing so they don't start looking to find video of who purchased the gift cards, Cook wrote. The cards used to send the harassing deliveries were purchased at a Santa Clara Safeway by alleged co-conspirator Veronica Zay as Santa Clara resident. Don't think they would go that far, but it's a little concerning, Cook continued. If I was the Massachusetts detective, I would ask you for local PD contact to get video. Might want to have a friendly in mind. Gilbert replied that he was thinking the same thing. If they bring it up, I might volunteer to assist with that. Then we can control the local cop and maybe provide a video from a different Santa Clara Safeway. The city announced in June that it would be launching an investigation into possible wrongdoing by Gilbert and presumably Cook during their tenure in Santa Clara. Because of the crimes they've alleged to committed were not in the course of their employment with the Santa Clara PD, they will not lose their pensions. Cook and Gilbert received pensions of 220, 200 and $22,000 and $207,000, respectively. Yikes. Santa Clara Police Chief sent an email. He was extremely disappointed. I had a conversation with him before the new charges came out. He told me he'd been laid off from eBay and that there was a potential charges going to be issued. He said he could not really discuss anything because it was confidential. In 2019, Cook co-authored an editorial posted on Robert Hawes Santa Clara News blog denigrating retired Chief Mike Sellers and Acting Chief Dan Winter's leadership and endorsing current Chief Pat Nicolai, I believe. Cook and Gilbert aren't the only retired SCPD officers to work in eBay's corporate security operation. Former Supervisor Scott Fitzgerald also took a security job at eBay when he retired and, according to his LinkedIn page, is still employed there. And they've got a screenshot of the text between um, these two, and it says... Something is out with a hot piece on the litigation. If we're ever going to take her down, now is the time. Reply, I saw it. Texted back, hatred is a sin. I am very sinful. Reply, let me ask you this. Do we need her entire site shut down? Now, they're referring to Ina Steiner, the um, editor of the e-commerce bites blog. I'm not effing around with her, he wrote here, anymore. Text back, amen, I want her done. Reply, Blank said to burn her to the ground, correct? Reply, she is a biased troll who needs to get burned down. So this is a lot more detail that we have gotten about this case. Of course, we had um, found out the 
mail and packages that were being sent to the Steiners and even trying to wiretap their house. But these um, text messages that we're now seeing, it is, it's scary to see what these people were doing. I really think like, did you not have enough work to do during the day at your job that this is what you were doing? But it is scary. And uh, it looks like the Justice Department is on top of it. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw more arrests and charges coming from this whole thing. Heads up to those of you in the UK who sell on Amazon. There's a new post for you over on Amazon seller forums in the UK announcements. It said Brexit update and implications for your business on Amazon. Post reads, we would like to share with you the latest information on Brexit to help you prepare your business for upcoming changes. On January 31st, 2020, the UK left the EU and entered a transition period where existing arrangements are being kept in place until December 31st, 2020. The UK is formally due to leave the UE's, I'm sorry, the EU's single market and customs union from January 1st, 2021. While UK-EU negotiations are ongoing and determining what tariffs, if any, will apply from January 1st, 2021, there will be customs borders between the UK and the EU, which will have an impact on businesses working across this border. This will have the following impact for Amazon selling partners starting on January 1st. FBA offers using EFN will not be fulfilled across the UK-EU border. Pan-European FBA inventory transfers will stop between the UK and EU. However, Pan-European FBA will continue to transfer inventory within the EU region, supporting your sales on Germany, France, Italy, and Spain sites. To mitigate the impact of these changes, you could should consider splitting your inventory and sending it to a fulfillment center in the UK and the EU so that you have sufficient stock either side of the new customs border. And this may require you to ship your products across the new UK-EU customs border and provide additional information as part of a customs declaration. So, whoa, I feel for you if you are in the UK and you are doing FBA because this new border situation um, with the UK leaving the EU and basically... Um, the customs and transfer. Oh, what a mess. I feel for you if you are in the UK and sell uh, via Amazon. And you can let me know if you are and do you do uh, a substantial business to the countries that will be in the European Union after you are not? Or could you make a go of it just selling within the UK? Or are you going to do what Amazon said, start having to ship cases of product to separate warehouses? And I can only imagine the fees that that's going to involve if you are now sending to essentially what is another country, really, when you think about it, between the UK and the EU, you're in the UK, and now the entire European Union left is basically like shipping to probably America, I would assume, in terms of the complications. So yikes. Um, I'm sure we'll hear more on this as uh, the transition has not been finalized yet. Maybe there will be a Hail Mary at the end and the UK will stay in the European Union, but um, we shall see how that plays out. For U.S. Amazon sellers, there's apparently a buy box glitch that started this month, and a poster has requested professional insight. This is a thread over on the Amazon Services Seller Forums, the U.S. uh, site. So this poster writes, I am seeing multiple sellers mention a possible glitch in the buy box starting July 1st and 2nd. This has resulted in a large drop in sales, This isn't specifically tied to July 4th weekend since there are some common issues we're all noticing. Here are the common issues for some of us. Overnight on July 1st and 2nd, majority of buy boxes on FBA items were lost, even if the item is the lowest price. I know that the buy box isn't solely on lowest price, 
But isn't it a coincidence that all buy boxes that were previously held then shifted away from multiple sellers all the same time at different items? Additionally, the buy box wins widget has changed from a number percentage to a dash. See below, and they put a screenshot. When the buy box was held, all the items, I would always, um, it would always show a number percentage, anyone else seeing this, from a metrics and feedback perspective, no changes or negative impacts have happened recently to explain this buy box change. Hence why there's a belief that the buy box might have a glitch or is being worked on. Any insight into this? And this is a very active thread. Um, a lot of people are commenting about them not being able to see the buy box as it was or see their items in the buy box. So I just wanted to alert those of you who are active uh, Amazon sellers who do keep an eye on the buy box. And if you're in it or close to it, um, that you might want to go over. And again, I will link this thread in the show notes if you want to go over and read more about it and offer your insights. And finally, today is some Etsy news. There is a new post over on the community tab from the Etsy community manager. And she writes, new improvements based on your feedback. Hi, Etsy sellers. We wanted to share some recently launched improvements that we've made based directly on your feedback. We're hoping these updates will make managing your shop easier and more efficient. Here's a roundup below. Lots of exclamation points. SKUs are now in your CSV reports. We've heard from many of you that you need to see your SKUs on your CSVs, and now you can do just that. SKUs will now appear on your sales listing order and order items CSVs. Extend the length of your auto reply. We know that you use the auto reply feature to communicate important shop information to your customers, so we've extended the length of the auto reply feature from two days to five days. View more orders per page. We've increased the maximum number of orders per page from 20 to 50 and also added pagescent, pagination. Oh, good grief. I'm saying that wrong. I want to say pagination, but is it pagination? Why don't they just put page numbers for crying out loud? At the top of the orders and shipping page, making it easier for you to mark more orders as complete once done. We removed a banner from your orders and shipping page. Previously, when an order would have payment processing delay, we display a banner saying order number 123 has been excluded because it has errors. You told us these banners are confusing and sometimes disruptive to your workflow, so we went ahead and removed them. Thank you so much for your feedback. These are just some of the improvements we've been working on to help make running your business easier so you can focus more on the stuff you love. So if you are an Etsy seller, maybe a little bit of a difference to your uh, seller screen, and hopefully you find these improvements from Etsy to be helpful. And that is a wrap on today's show. If you listened on YouTube, please be sure to give the video a thumbs up and leave a comment. Remember that you can also listen to the podcast via Anchor, Spotify, Apple, and more. Check out the show notes below for links to the articles I referenced. And if you want to learn how to make money on eBay and YouTube the way I do, check out my books over on Amazon. My Amazon store is also linked. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you again on Monday. Have a great day and a great weekend. Bye.